All right, guys. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Real and the Fake with your host, Hannah. How's it going? How's your day been so far? How's your week been so far? Filming this right after Thanksgiving. So, you know, post-holiday slump is real. (laughs) Not really. I mean, holidays as an adult, I'm finding out, are kind of bizarre. Like, they don't really feel like holidays because while you do have some time off from work normally, it just feels different. And like, obviously, we're doing holidays during COVID, so that's a whole other monster. But holidays as an adult, I don't know. They definitely hit different and I don't know if it's a good thing, but maybe Christmas will feel different. Uh, Let me know how the holidays for you guys are going. Let me know what you celebrate. Let me know how you're celebrating. Would love to bring in some new traditions into my life. So definitely, again, wanting to say comment down below. Not really an option here, but would love to start that dialogue. (laughs) So yeah, but today I'm coming to you live I wanted to actually pick up kind of where I left off on the last episode about love being unjust. Surprise, surprise, we have more to talk about because as I said, love is eternal and we could talk about this forever. And as my friend who kind of brought the question up to me in the first place was listening to the episode, she texted me and she was like, wait, like you forgot to include this part where yes, I agree that everybody will fall in love at least once in their life. However, will that love be reciprocated to them? And when she said that, it felt like a rock had just hit my chest because damn, that is a really good point to bring up. Will everybody have the same love that they fall into be reciprocated towards them? And she was saying how that's the part that she thinks is truly unjust because that we don't really have control over you know we we don't have that much control over how we fall in love or when we fall in love or who we fall in love with either but we definitely have like literally no say in whether or not the person we fall in love with will fall in love back and I would agree that is kind of where I think love goes to the more unjust side more than just being unfair so just wanted to follow that up from the last episode because I really wanted to Um, hear your guys' thoughts on that and really wanted to include that because you know what love is a crazy thing and like I said we'll be talking about it more so just wanted to follow that up from the last episode but today I really wanted to get into a few things I might actually set a little like agenda for myself because as you can probably tell by the last few episodes I'm a rambler and I genuinely think I black out during these recordings and I don't really remember what I say as I'm doing it. So it's good for me, I think, at the beginning to sort of set an agenda, if you will, being like, I'm going to talk about this and then go into this a little bit. So I'm going to do that today. But I mean, of course, it's not that deep. If I tangent, I tangent. And that's just all all part of the ride. So here we go. But today I wanted to talk about, first of all, how... (laughs) during these recordings I do sort of like lose my train of thought and I wanted to go into a story about how why I think that happens and then I really wanted to round it out at the end you know we're here on December 1st but I wanted to round out No Nuance November which if you're not familiar with what that is I don't know who came up with it I of course saw it on TikTok at first but No Nuance November I think was basically like just sharing your unpopular opinions or like 
interesting ways you thought about certain systems or certain schools of thought that we've been trained to believe and basically just like sharing your thoughts so basically the theme of this podcast so in the theme of this podcast I'm gonna be sharing some of my thoughts on that um after I get into this story but first I wanted to like I said sort of go into when the first moment I realized that when I'm like presenting or going through an interview or recording something or kind of doing something for like a longer period of time where it's just me talking and me hearing my voice I genuinely think that I black out during it and that does sound a little aggressive but I genuinely think that's what happens because you could ask me a question about it five minutes later and I won't really know how to respond so if anybody else feels this please let me know um would love to know if they also would love to know if you guys also share that sort of like "Mm, going numb blacking out feeling so basically I realized that this happened it was freshman year of college because I gave presentations in middle school and high school, but like, let's be honest, like just do any of those matter? Not really. So it was freshman year of college. I was in one of my like gen ed required classes and our presentation was pretty broad. It was just to pick a topic that you like felt passionately about and talk about it for like 15 minutes. So I had just become a vegetarian the summer, kind of like the year going into my freshman year of college. I had been a vegetarian for like probably eight months by now. And I'm not going to be the PETA warrior that people want me to be that I'm not, that's not the reason I'm a vegetarian. Like I'm not going to sit here and shame you for eating meat. But the main reason I, honestly, I decided to become a vegetarian on a whim. And I just said on my 18th birthday, like, why not? Let me just try it. I don't feel like I'm eating meat that much. I don't crave it that much. So let's just see what happens. Um, so that's when I became a vegetarian and this presentation kind of goes into that, but maybe I'll do a whole episode on me being a vegetarian. That, that could be fun. So anyway, this presentation, my topic that I picked that I felt passionately about was factory farming. Cause when I was deciding to become a vegetarian, I, you know, wanted to sort of have like, I didn't want to have like this huge greater meaning for why I did become one, but I wanted to do like a little research just because I was genuinely curious about different diets and I learned a lot about factory farming and how meat is produced in America and my god it is disgusting like once again not trying to shame you if you eat meat but definitely don't look up anything on factory farming if you do because it is not only cruel but it's like genuinely repulsive to watch and then think that you're like ingesting this anyway I'm not gonna go really that into it the whole point of this is that during my presentation, you know, it was a topic I felt passionately about. I really liked it. I enjoyed talking about it. I had a lot of cool different types of media in my presentation, you know, videos, quotes, pictures, like it was a fun presentation. It wasn't like me doing my AP French presentation where I had to talk about like my perfect summer day in French for 20 minutes, you know, a little bit different, different vibes. So this one I was excited about. And I like wasn't feeling nervous because, you know, when you talk about something you like, a lot of times you don't really feel nervous because you just feel like you feel that passion in you. So I was like, yeah, I'm not nervous. Like, I'm ready to talk about this for however long I need it to. So I get up there. I'm doing my presentation and I start to feel like this pain in my chest. 
it's like kind of this tightness and kind of like kind of like the pressure is rising in my body and it's all centered around like my shoulders and my head and I'm like why does it feel like I have 10 pounds of bricks that I'm carrying specifically on my shoulders and why does it it kind of also felt like I was filled with helium and then I was going to explode that sounds a little aggressive but <laughs> basically what I had realized and I was realizing this as I was doing my presentation is that I had like not breathed, I had not taken a breath in probably five minutes. And I realized this as I was giving the presentation and I think something I said must have been like funny. I, classic me making a joke about maybe something serious because <laughs> that's just how I cope with shit. But I like made a joke so I like let out a slight chuckle and I felt myself get a breath in there and I was like, okay, good. Like I needed, I physically needed that breath or I was going to fall over. And because I hadn't breathed in like five minutes and my breath or my voice was getting really shaky, I probably didn't look that great, you know, up there. And I could just tell like I had this look to me that like something was off and I was being really shaky. But like I got through the presentation. I don't think I kid you not, guys, I do not think I took a breath the whole 10 minute presentation. I don't know what it was, but I was just like holding in all of my oxygen. And then I finally let it go when I finished. Not sure why I did that. It was not planned. So when I finished my presentation, my professor was like, um, you know, who's asking the audience, <laughs> my class, if anyone had any questions. And then he was like, yeah, um, you know, great presentation, loved what you had to say, loved uh, some of the info you gave us, but I did just want to ask, are you feeling okay, Hannah? And I was like, yeah, I feel fine. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you just, you got a little shaky up there. I just was kind of a little bit worried about like your, your physical state. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Like obviously denial, denial, denial. But I was like, oh my God. So it's, physically obvious when I can't breathe like okay cool that's not ideal so I realized from that moment on like when I am talking for even like I say a long period of time it could be like three minutes but when it's just my voice for that long like I genuinely think I forgot to breathe and so I realized this and then I realized I started noticing that I was doing it in other things too like when I was on the phone like I would call my dad and like talk, you know, for three minutes straight and catch him up on stuff. And then I felt that same tightness in my chest. And I was like, oh my God, you're on the phone with your dad. Like, and I have a great family relationship, so I'm not sure why I would be so like <laughs> tense about it. But it was the weirdest thing. And then I realized like, oh my God, you do this in any environment. Like you just forget to breathe. I don't know. I still don't know why. And I've kind of like weaned off of it, but um, this kind of wraps back into the whole idea of where I think like because I forget to breathe, I think that really amplifies me blacking out during stuff like that. Like me just not remembering what I said. Oh, sorry, my brother's banging on something downstairs, but me just like not remembering what I said, not remembering which points I covered, not remembering which questions I answered, like genuinely my mind goes blank. And I think it was because I was forgetting to breathe. So naturally, like when oxygen doesn't get to your brain, it doesn't really function that well. So that's my little science lesson for you guys. But I really tried to work on that <laughs> throughout my college experience because I knew like this is going to be an issue. Like you need to figure this out now. And by senior year, it was great. I had this like 30 minute presentation with a group 
And it was a great culminating moment where at the end of my part, I realized that I like felt light. I had breathed several times and I was like, wow, I really did improve. So growth can happen. It's possible. (laughs) Keep on trying, guys. Best believe I still had some struggle moments in my public speaking class. I still wasn't breathing and people were still being, being like, are you okay? Like you sound like you're going to fall over. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I just like can only breathe when I laugh during presentations. So that's my quirk. But yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to share that because I was also listening to this other podcast by one of my favorite um, YouTubers. And she said something about like, you know, how you black out during an interview. And I was like, okay, yes. So other people do feel this. Like that's very comforting. But the real reason I wanted to record today was because I wanted and, you know, my no nuance November two cents for the month was I want to talk about working in like a service industry or basically working a customer service job and why every single person around this entire world should be required to do it for at least a year. I'm thinking like minimum six months, minimum like five to six months, but at least also like at least a year. Because, my God, do you learn so much about your problem-solving skills? You learn about your interpersonal skills or lack thereof. You learn about yourself more. You learn about how you are in relationships with people. You learn about business. You learn about communication. You learn about um, de-escalation. Take a hint, fucking police system. Anyway, we're not going to get into that today. But, yeah, I really wanted to talk about customer service and how... It is just wild how many people hold this entitlement over customer service workers and genuinely forget that at the end of the day, we are just two people on a different side of the desk. Like we both go about our lives. We both do very similar things. But for some reason, you've added this entitlement factor into your life because you're on the other side of the desk. And I'm just really curious as to who gave that entitlement to them, who said that it was okay to carry that around, who gave them honestly the audacity to carry that and to express that towards other people because it's never welcomed and it's never wanted. And you'd be surprised how many people bring this entitlement to places they go, whether it's a drive through whether it's a restaurant, whether it's a nail salon, whether it's a waxing service, whether it's the doctor's office, whether it's your child's school, whether it's, what's another, whether it's the cashier, like just... It's never welcome, so just leave it at home, and for that matter, just push it out of your life, because entitled, I have no room for entitlement in my life, and I don't think anybody else working a service job does, because you know, when you're just trying to go into work, do your job, get your coin, and leave, like, that is simply the root of what we're trying to do, so you coming in here with your high and mighty claims that all of a sudden you mean more than me is actually ridiculous. And I'm really going to need you to leave that at your house because there's not enough room for it in the building. Okay. Oh my God. I mean, I could have a whole episode on stories of just the most ridiculous people and they're all fresh in my mind because I work at a nail salon and I started working there right as things started opening back up um, after, well, kind of during quarantine, because kind of still hasn't ended, but 
I started working at a nail salon and this nail salon is in a really nice part of the DMV. It's right on the border of Bethesda and Upper Northwest DC and like the Chevy Chase area. So you can imagine, you know, I get some characters, a lot of people that, you know, the video of the woman who stopped when she's getting out of her Porsche and the person's like, what do you do for a living? And she's like, well, what do you mean? Like, first of all, I'm a wife. That's the kind of person I'm dealing with on a daily basis. So just the level of like aloof that they are and disconnected from anything else is is astronomical, honestly. So those are the kind of people I'm dealing with. And it's just, it blows my mind because you know, at the end of their experience, they come in with this attitude, they come in with this entitlement, they request all these things, they ask all these unnecessary questions, they're, they're quite literally just doing the most. And then at the end of it, they're giving like mm, a 15% tip. And I'm sorry, but that just takes such a level of disrespect that I don't think people realize. Like, I mean, the whole reason that tipping exists in America is because we're not paying workers fairly, which is a whole other conversation. So I can understand why people might think it's not my job to tip really well because their pay should be doing that for them. But unfortunately, that's not the case. So that's why we have the tipping system. And that's why you do need to do it adequately and fairly especially in a service-related field or a beautification field where you're going in like getting a pedicure or like getting your eyebrows done, getting a, a wax, like things that you're doing solely to beautify yourself and that are solely like materialistic, you definitely need to be tipping those people because most of the time it's something that also like not a lot of people would want to do. So you need to actually respect them and be like, I appreciate what you just did for me. Thank you. Here's a tip that reflects that. But no, some people are coming in, you know, getting all these Lux services that are like $64, $48 total, you know, that's like a hundred and some dollars. And they're like, "Mm, you can put 10 on there. And I'm like, what? $10. And they're like, "Mm -hmm." and they look at me like, yeah, of course. And the best are people that like give such a terrible tip, but they really say it with their chest to make it feel, to probably make themselves feel better, but to make it seem so much heavier than it is. They're like, yeah, and I want to make sure that my technician gets the full amount. And I'm like, the full $5? Yeah, I'll definitely make sure she gets it. Like, okay, I'll definitely make sure she gets like the equivalent of a small Starbucks coffee, for sure. For sure. I will like 100% make sure she knows that that $5 came from your wallet. God bless you. And I'm just like, you saying it just a little with a little bit more conviction does not affect that the amount is trash. Like, ma'am, let's let's reevaluate. Like, and people, you know, tipping is one thing. And and there's so many clients that I've had that have really a mix of all these issues, right? Like they'll come in late They'll have all these complications. They'll, you know, tip really poorly. And it's like all of this stuff together. And it's like, really? You're going to have all of this stuff together and be this entitled. Like, it's really a package deal for you, huh? Like, that's crazy. People, I had a client that came in nearly 30 minutes late, wanted to get a nail design on her nails, which takes, as you would expect, more time wanted to upgrade her service, wanted to sit next to the group she was coming with, even though she was 30 minutes late. 
and then proceeded to tip her technician $5 for an almost $100 service. And I'm just really going to let that sit, and I want you to let that sit and simmer with it. cool 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 I mean if you thought the service was worth that you should have headed to a different salon because my god I mean I'm like fuming right now just remembering these people because it's just so inconsiderate and like I said so like oblivious to the world's issue and also especially during a pandemic like come on you have the nerve to be I understand we're all putting ourselves at risk. That's a personal choice. But then obviously you understand probably, I'm hoping, or probably you don't actually, that times are hard. Money is tight, especially right now. So to think "Mm, $5 should work. Yeah, I should cut it. It's like, no, no, it won't. Like, would you go out to a, a meal, you know, eat all these eat this extravagant meal. Bill comes out, it's like $100. And you're like, mm. Yeah, I think $7 will cover the tip. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't say that because that would be ridiculous and you would look, you'd be looked at really funny. And I'm also going to give you that funny look at the nail salon when you tip your technician $5. So yeah, it's, it's the same. You should be bringing the same level of courtesy. It doesn't change. Like the fact, and I think the root of this issue is that people put value or people, yeah, people put value into people's jobs and what they do to make money. And that's really backwards. We should be putting value into someone's characteristics, into their, you know, personalities, into their qualities as a human being, not what they do to put food on their table or to buy their clothes or what kind of car, like, we should not be putting all of their value into that. Like, people really will look at someone that is in a service job and think, I am better than them solely because my job pays me more and I've deemed it more important than your job. I don't know who put that in your head, but please erase it as soon as you can because, my God, is that not true? Like, we are the same. We we are, like, (laughs) we are literally the same. We deserve the same value, okay? just point blank you you we deserve the same value and it's just really disgusting that people hold that and then teach that to their kids and then their kids spread it to their friends and then it's like you know it's kind of like a disease it just keeps going and spreading and getting worse and it's just harder and harder to get out of that mindset for some people because for years and years they've been told that and it's really sad it really is and just like AOC said she was asked a question on her Instagram story, someone was like, well, what if you have to go back to bartending tomorrow if you, like, fail the election? Fail. Okay. Again, the vocab. Not there. Um, lose. Another 25 cents word. Anyway. Um, and she responded. She was like, I'd be happy to go bar- back to bartending any day of my life because I don't put the entirety of someone's value into what they do for, for a job. And that really resonated with me. And I really hope that resonates with you and that you take that wherever you go and whenever you're interacting with somebody that's doing a job like you have to remember that these people are doing a job you know they signed up to do something to get money out of it and a lot of the times with customer service a lot of the issues are just simply not their fault you're asking a lot of high level questions for like no disrespect a very low level job just simply because of the job description 
So nine times out of 10, I'm not going to have a good response for you. And it's going to make you upset. But you got to remember, that's not me. That does not fall on me. I do not get paid enough for that information. So I don't have that information. And people really forget that. You know, they're asking all these high level questions. Well, why is that? That's too much. Like, why are you guys doing it? Why is your why is your policy this way? I love the policy questions. Why do you have that policy? Do you think I would know? Do you genuinely think I would know? Do I look like the owner of this business? No. (laughs) Do I look like the manager of this business? No. So why would I have the answer? Like, why would I have the answer? That's like asking your waiter, (laughs) why was the food prepared this way? Bitch, they don't know. They rang up the order and brought you your plate. They are not back there plating it. They did not develop the recipe. They did not source the ingredients. So no, they don't, they aren't going to know how it was prepared that way. And no, I'm not going to know why your nail polish is doing a certain thing because I don't make the nail polish and I don't put the nail polish. Like we all have our own jobs and we all have our own sets of information. And yes, we can share that. But a lot of the times it's not shared. So a lot of the times I don't have an answer for you. So I'm really going to need you to calm down and bring the intensity level down because it's not, it's not that serious. That's another thing. It's usually not that serious and you're making it out to be something that it's not. So I'm really going to need you to humble yourself and bring your quote unquote problem back down to earth because it probably isn't an issue or it's a very surface level one that, you know, you're probably going to get over in a few days and that's okay. And we really need to like reprioritize which issues we're really bringing up and which hills we're dying on because we can't die on every hill. Okay. You got to pick some. Ugh. So yeah, that's my no nuance November. That's why I think every single person should be required to work a customer service job so that they understand what it's like to be yelled at, disrespected. And then maybe, you know, in the future, people won't be getting yelled at and people won't be getting disrespected because I'm hoping for some change here at the end of all of this. I don't want everybody to work a customer service job so that they can be ridiculed for a minimum of a year. No, I want everybody to do that so that people can start to understand what, like, what is that cost for that job and what it takes to do that job. So then maybe when people interact with people that are in those positions, they're a little bit kinder. Like, that's all we're looking for is just understanding. That's a big word, I think, in customer service is understanding. Because a lot of people will come into your business that you work at and say, you don't understand my problem. Like, no, 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 no. You don't get what I'm saying. And I'm like, no, you don't get what you're saying because I'm the one that works here. So the quote unquote issue that you're bringing up actually isn't an, isn't an issue for me. It's really just a personal thing and something that you felt like you needed to bring up today. Like people love to say, no, you don't get it. This is what I'm trying to say. And I'm like, and they just repeat the same thing. And I'm like, I, I did get it the first time. Definitely get it now. So I, th- I think I'm good. I think I'm all caught up. Yeah. Yep. That... That is really the gag there. People just love to think that they know it all. Again, it all goes along with the entitlement. And I'm just really sick of it. And I think that people really need to start being more understanding. And look, I understand people will make mistakes and some things will fall on them. And that's okay. And that's all part of learning. But when somebody makes the mistake, you need to stop making it as if the world is falling and crumbling onto their shoulders. Like, it's just never that deep. And we need to stop 
amplifying it and like revving up these issues and causing these huge reactions for something that just does not need one and it's just ridiculous and you know if that was the case then people probably wouldn't be so terrified of you know people probably wouldn't be so terrified of these jobs and probably wouldn't be so terrified to speak up that they made a mistake and then to fix it in the future like just all of these things it it all once again it all intersects and we just need to be a little bit more mindful of the things that we're saying and how we're treating people like point blank i mean i mean that goes beyond customer service but especially in those fields so let me know where you would like to work for your customer service job I personally always had dreams of working at a grocery store. I don't know why, but when I was younger, I was like literally bagging the groceries like it was my fucking destiny. I love doing it. I still love doing it. And when I see people do it like in an inefficient way, it makes me kind of upset. Not upset to take it out on them, of course. But I'm just thinking like, huh, wow, like part of me still thinks I would just excel at this job in such a way that I haven't excelled at anything else. So if you don't get any new episodes, I'm probably working at a grocery store. (laughs) Grocery stores are also just kind of my safe place. Like, I don't know why I just love going to them. I love grocery shopping. I love grocery shopping for people. Like I, it's one of my favorite hobbies, honestly. So does that make me a 50 year old woman? Maybe, but maybe that's my life nowadays. Since I'm wasting away my 20s because of COVID, maybe I'm just going to turn into a 50-year-old woman that grocery shops every week. Honestly, wouldn't be mad at it. But yeah, I think that's, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I know it's kind of all over the place today, but such is my brain nowadays. So yeah, Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Get outside if you can. Go eat something delicious. Go create something beautiful. And this really feels like one of those cheesy, like, (laughs) inspirational quote boards. I really don't mean to make it that cheesy, but sometimes you just need to hear the cheesy quotes to keep you through it, man. So let this podcast be that outlet for you. But anyway, guys, I will talk to you in the next episode. Keep it moving until then and have a good one. I'll see you guys.